everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of Sit Down, Be Humble. My name is Hannah Humble, and I'm the host of this podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I would love to get to know you. Um, should be a text, DM, whatever. I'd love to get to know you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for trusting me with your time. And if you've been here before, thanks for showing up again. I'm just so grateful, so grateful, and I just love you guys so, so, so much. I am so excited for today's episode because, again, I always bring it back to the Q&A that I had a few weeks ago when I asked people, like, what questions do you want to know? Like, what what are some topics that you want to talk about? And so many people just mentioned, like, who is Jesus to you? Like, what does the Bible say Jesus is? And how does he affect every single person? You know, like, how does he love us? And it makes me so excited to talk about because, I mean, you don't really know the attributes of God and the attributes of Jesus unless you have a personal relationship with him, which is the whole point of how I know it. Because a lot of times, and we're going straight into this, I guess, right now. Um, a lot of times Christians don't understand that a relationship with Jesus or being a Jesus follower isn't about religion. And that's what a lot of people, maybe you don't even a Christian, you think that. I can tell you right now that you're not going to have any peace if you make the relationship or being a Christian, quote unquote, about religion and about rules, because that's not how Jesus loves. Jesus loves us because he wants to have a relationship with us. He's our father. He is there and he is so good. We're going to get more into this later, but I just thought it'd be fun to do like a quick little life update because I don't know, the first episode I made, it was like before I went to college and now I'm like on my third week of college after I've already like moved in and everything. So I've I've lived there for about five weeks now and it's been super fun, super crazy. It's been super busy. Oh, also I wanna mention last podcast, I've had so many people reach out and say that the last 10 minutes cut off. I don't know what happened. So please give me a a little more grace on that because I really don't know what I'm doing. And like when I replayed it, like after I had already downloaded it, I played it all the way through to make sure that everything sounded right. And the last 10 minutes were there, so I really am not sure why it didn't come up. And also, it didn't show up on Apple Podcasts, and y'all, I have tried so hard. I don't know what else I'm doing, so if you know how to do that, please let me know, because I am on the struggle bus right now. So, we're just going to get started with a little update on life. All right, life update. I'm trying to think of what I'm doing. Oh, okay. So, um, I moved into college. I am a broadcasting major, for those who don't know. I really just don't know what I want to do in life, and I just thought broadcasting would be super fun. I mean, obviously, I have a podcast, which is broadcasting, so I love talking. I love writing. I love doing all the things, and broadcasting is just something really fun, which, speaking of, today I found out, so, like, last week we had auditions for um, this, okay, so it's called Channel News 12 and Extra Point, and there's these two, one's a sports and one's a news channel that Western has, and it's, like, a professional thing, but students run it. And we had auditions to news anchor for it. And I found out yesterday, or I guess this morning, or really don't, maybe yesterday. I can't remember. But anywho, I found out that I made a news anchor for both of them. But I'm kind of scared because I really don't know what to expect or like how to do it, whatever. It's going to be fun, though. I'm so excited because, again, this is what I kind of signed up for and what I'm, you know, I kind of want my life to be like for now. Again, I do think that I am called to do ministry. But until the time is, you know, right and when Jesus is going to re- like reveal what I'm supposed to be doing. I just think have fun with life. You know what I mean? Like have fun with doing what you're going to do. So, um, I joined a sorority, 80 pi, shout out to all my alpha delta pi people or in your different sorority, or maybe you're not even a sorority. Shout out to you guys, all my college friends. Thanks for listening. Guys, if you, if I met you in college and you asked on a podcast, thanks for listening. I just, makes me so happy. Makes me so, so happy. Okay. So whenever I had my first Q and A and I was talking about what am I nervous about in college and stuff? And I was talking about the community. I really just think like the community has naturally came just because 
I don't know, Jesus has been super gracious to me in showing me the friends that I'm supposed to be having. And I'm just like, I love being a friend to literally everyone. So it's been such a fun time and such a, I don't know, it's been so exciting just to talk to people who I would have never expected to like see or meet in college. And we just like, I don't know, we have so much more in common than I thought we did. So um, the classes aren't super bad. Honestly, my history class is my worst one, and I was kind of surprised because I I like history for the most part, but not world history, so that's where it kind of gets me. Um, I could do U.S. history forever. It's very interesting, but when it comes to world history, I'm just not the best. I'm not the brightest. It just doesn't make any sense because talking about, like, rivers and stuff, it just... Geography is also not my thing, so we're dealing with it. Um, the rest of my classes are so fun. Like, I love all of them. My media classes are obviously super fun. I have a theater class. It's a definitely an interesting class, um, but it is a requirement. And, um, I don't know, I feel like I'm just kind of rambling at this point. So, I feel like maybe I should get started on who is Jesus? What, what, what does Jesus mean to me? Because I just think that Jesus is going to show up and as so many different versions of himself to people and what they need for that time if that makes sense. And I'm going to get more into that because we're just going to, I don't know. I'm just, I hope this is making sense to people who maybe don't know who Jesus is, or I'm explaining it the right way for people who want to know more about Jesus on an intimate level, because that's what, um, that's how life is fun. That's how life gets fun. That's how you get that supernatural peace that, um, I don't know, surpasses all understanding. So we're going to talk about the attributes of Jesus. All right. So um, in the Bible, there's something called the fruits of the spirit. And I'm sure that you may have heard that if you ever grew up in church and going to Sunday school and doing those little Sunday school songs or maybe just Veggie Tales, you know, where's my hairbrush? Love that song. Shout out Veggie Tales. Not really. But, you know, so the fruits of the spirit is something that kind of shows. So when you hear someone, quote unquote, use those Christian terms, slangs or whatever, and they say, you know, people by the fruits that they bear. This is what they're talking about. And it's not to be cliche. This is just, this is literally what the attributes of God are. And I'm going to list them, but I'm going to go more into depth in each one. So the fruits of the spirit, there's nine of them. And it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And these things are all attributes that we can have as people who are meant to go and be friends with everyone else and go and share the love of Jesus. Um, so we're going to start off with love. Um, every single person knows what love is. I'm not going to go super, super deep into love because it's something that we all crave. It's something that we all want to have as human beings. We all crave the love that we want to receive. And receiving that love, I mean, for not for everyone, but like for a lot of people, you want to give that love back to people who you care about and stuff like that. But Jesus is the definition of love. Sorry, please ignore the text messages. I've My phone's been going off, but I don't know how to like, stop it. Okay, so um, there's a verse or there's a book of the Bible called First Corinthians and the verse is like chapter 13 and it just talks about how love is patient and it's kind and it never fails. So um, I heard this quote. It's like, if love never fails, you know it's not of God because God's love never fails. And that's just so true. But I know some of you, I know some of you guys are hearing this right now and you're like, well, how am I lovable? How am I worthy? How am I 
you know, able to receive that love that Jesus has when I feel like I'm not being loved by anyone else around us, which is so valid. And I've been there. I felt that feeling of unworthiness and of just not feeling the love that you're supposed to be receiving. But I can promise you that Jesus's love for you never has given up. It has never left. It has always been there. And he is continuing to love you because the Bible states he will never leave or forsake you. And Jesus loves his people. Um, it goes, it all goes back to creation. God created us for his purpose, but Jesus also wanted us there so that we could worship him. We could glorify him, but he also blesses us and he honors us. Um, just because he, he chooses us. We are his children. He loves us. And love is just a big word that again, I don't want to make super deep because you guys all know what love is, but Jesus loves you. And that's just an attribute of Jesus because he's just, he's so cool and he's so loving and he's almighty and everything else. So the next one is joy. Joy is one of my personal favorites because, um, I don't know how to word it. So there's a Bible verse that I speak every single morning as I walked into high school and as I walk into college and it's joy comes in the morning. And there's something different about joy and happiness because joy is something that's supernatural and you can be going through the worst life situations and still feel that joy. And that's not going to make any sense unless you have felt the supernatural joy that the Lord is able to offer you. Um, I'm going to give one example. Let me think. Um, So for when my mom was in the hospital, that was a really, really, really sucky time. I'm really not going to lie. I had so much anxiety during that time. Um, There was just a lot of unknowns. There was a lot of things that I was struggling with internally. And I somehow had joy and it wasn't happiness. I don't want to mix and confuse the two because you don't have to be happy all the time. I don't want people to think that having the joy of the Lord doesn't mean you're ever going to be sad because there are so many attributes of Jesus where he has felt every single thing that we have felt, which is so comforting for me to hear. And every time I mention that to someone else, they're like, oh my gosh, like you're so right. Like Jesus has felt every single emotion and sadness and anger is an emotion that Jesus felt. Um, I think I've mentioned this before in, I think an earlier podcast, but one of my favorite books of the Bible is Mark. And it's just because of how real Jesus is. And uh, I think we, a lot of times we put him on just like this thing and we're like, oh my gosh, Jesus was real. But like, was he? Because I mean, we never knew him when he was living on earth. Like we've never met a perfect person. Um, we're like, well, he was perfect. So he never thought a bad thing. Like he's never felt anger. He's never felt defeat or sadness, but that is not true. And there's one story in Mark where I love so, so, so much to reread over and over again when I get angry. And I don't know, it's just, it's so fun, but it's basically Jesus gets angry when he's in like the common area and people are selling things around the spots where they're supposed to be glorifying God. And Jesus gets so angry that he literally goes up to the table where they're selling these things, which I imagine, I mean, it doesn't say what they're selling, but I'm sure it's something like scarves, goods, you know, food, whatever. And he just flips the table. Like this dude really just comes up and flips the table. And that's just, I don't know, it makes me feel so much better because your emotions and the way that you think and your, um, your anger and your defeat and the things that you're feeling are so valid. And Jesus has felt every single thing. So when he died on the cross, he felt the same exact feelings that you feel, the feeling of unworthiness, Um, the feelings of depression, anxiety, he took all those burdens so that you don't have to deal with them anymore, which is the whole point of of joy. Um, You can have joy and not be happy all the time. Joy is just knowing that like God is always going to be with you. And that sounds super cliche to say, but um, 
ask God for supernatural joy. You know, you can ask the Lord for triple the joy for the day. If you know you're going to have to have extra grace or joy that day, ask him for it and he will always provide. And that's just something that he is so good about doing. So joy of the Lord is so kind. He is just so kind to give you joy. So ask for joy if you feel really defeated and really sad or depressed or something because he will give you that supernatural joy. Okay, the next one is literally like one of my favorite things in the entire world, and it is peace. God is so peaceful. Jesus himself is so peaceful. You know, whatever, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but when you get scared, something that I do is I I listen to worship music because I'm like, well, demons have to obey the authority that we have, and um, I don't know, just like having that worship music, it just makes it so peaceful, and a verse that my family, especially like my dad, like my grandparents, they always talked about whenever you feel scared or you feel like you have to have peace was Psalm 23. And I'm not going to read the whole verse. You guys can go look at it. It's one of my favorite. I really want to get it tattooed because I really just, it's so calming, but it's basically just like, um, peace be still. Like God is always there with you. And he actually sets, um, sets you at a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And it just, God, I can't explain it in a way. You just have to feel it for the first time like by yourself to understand what I'm talking about but um the supernatural peace of the Lord is so comforting because it's kind of like the same thing as joy you can be going through the worst times but sitting in the peace sitting in the shalom of the Lord is so good it makes you feel so rejuvenated it makes you feel rested a lot we were talking about this in the 80 pie bible study that we had and one of my good friends Bella we were talking about it with her um me and her were talking about it because we feel so tired. We feel so exhausted. Um, when you over, over busy yourself and then you're also having all these stupid troubles having around you and you're just like, oh, like, oh my gosh, I really don't know how I'm supposed to be going about this because I feel so overwhelmed. And it's not that you need physical rest. Like sometimes you do need that sleep and you need to get some extra sleep. But at the same time, having that physical rest and that peaceful and spiritual rest um, together just makes you feel so rejuvenated. So you can rest and have that peace just knowing that God is going to be there and he's always watching over you. He is always with you and he's always leading you and protecting you. God already knows what's going to happen in your life before it's already happened. So the situations where you're like, is God here? Like, oh my gosh, is God here? I think the same thing sometimes. And I'm like, wait, uh, I'm trying to think of the verse right now. Um, I think it's Romans 8, 28. And it says that God works all things for the good of those who love him. And it might not be in the way that you expect it to be, but I can promise you that everything is going to work out in the way that you want it to because, or in the way that God wants it to, sorry, because, um, he's all knowing he is all good and he wants he wants what's best for you a lot of people put jesus and god as something like oh he's so bad because he doesn't know what i want like the things that i want i'm not getting sorry just throwing in the trash it's like the things that i want i'm not receiving but a lot of times you're not getting that thing because it's not the right thing that god wants for you at that time maybe it'll happen later but you can't force something because god's will is going to be greater than your will and i'm going to leave that one at that Patience is the next one I'm going to talk about and it's something that's so hard for me because I'm just I'm not a very patient person sometimes uh, because I just look at situations I'm like oh my gosh like driving I'm gonna use driving as an example y'all I swear I'm not a bad driver but at the same time when these people are going like 10 miles under the speed limit or maybe even just the speed limit that sounds so bad I'm just like please please hurry up because I really need to get somewhere right now and it's just like the impatience flows in me sometimes I'm like god please take the wheel you know the song Jesus take the wheel 
Jesus take okay I'm not gonna actually sing it so sorry um but God is a God of patience he is patient with us and I am so so glad that he is patient with us because Lord knows that I need patience and you need patience you need the patience and if God wasn't patient with me I I mean I really don't know how it would be because I am someone who um, does things for my own. I do things because I'm selfish in doing things, and that's how every human is shaped to be. Because we do, in a, we do live in a world that's sinful, and a lot of times we go about things because we want to get these things done. And then God's like, "All right, well, you're not gonna do it, but again, I'm gonna have patience with you." So Jesus is a God of patience. He has always been a God of patience. And um, I'm gonna mention this Bible story. So I didn't know when I was gonna mention this, but. One of my favorite stories in the entire Bi- in the entire Bible is um, what's well, in the Gospels. So if you guys don't know what to start reading, if you've never read the Bible before, I would start with like maybe one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Um, they're just talking about the stories of Jesus and his life and how people in that time lived, how Jesus lived, and it just it still relates back to this this day. So it's super cool. Um, but there's a story in the Bible, and it's about Jesus healing this woman who was bleeding for twelve years. And I mean, I mean, if you guys haven't started the story, there's a woman who literally has had her period for 12 years. So if you're a girl, imagine going through that every single day for 12 years. Like that is ridiculous. I would be fed up. I, I, w- I can't even imagine that story. But basically, Jesus was on his way. He was going through the crowds, going through the town on his way to this guy named Jairus's house. And he was kind of a leader in there. I would like to think of him as like a political leader probably of this time. So he had a lot more authority when it comes to, you know, I get to say what to do. And Jesus was on his way to his house because Jairus's daughter had died. She was really sick and um, she was, you know, she was going to die. And so Jesus was on his way to go heal her. But when he was going through the crowd, there was people touching him, people, you know, asking for healing. But this one woman, um, her name was not mentioned in the Bible, but just, it's such an impactful thing, but I'm going to continue on. Um, she touched the bottom of his robe. And if someone touched the bottom of my robe, I probably wouldn't have even thought anything of it. And I wouldn't have probably even felt it because it's something that's so small. But it says that right when she was touched, like she was healed, like Jesus healed her and he stopped and he turned around. And he said, who touched my robe? And she was kind of embarrassed. But again, she's like, she looked up and she was like, I did like, like, Lord, I touched your robe. And he said, it was because of your faithfulness that you are healed. And that just shows um, the patience that Jesus has. Jesus is not in a rush. God is never in a rush. So the situations that you're having in your life right now, and I'm speaking to a bunch of specific people because I know that there are some situations you're going to be going through that you're probably going through right now where you're like, what the heck is going on? I feel like I'm doing everything in my power. I feel like I'm doing everything in um, right in life. And then I just feel so uneasy about the things that are happening or I feel so, you know, depressed because of the things that are going around me or I feel anxious because I don't know the steps that are going to happen in the future. But I just want to let you know and remind you that the Lord is not a God who's in a rush. And I've already mentioned this before, but he already knows what's going to happen. He's a patient God, but he also wants you to be patient with him because the things that are going to happen that are meant to happen um, they're in his timing and they're not in our timing. And that kind of has something to do with the story because after he took that time to stop and ask and heal the woman, 
um, the people that were headed to Jairus' house were like, God, like, Jesus, we have to go. Like, this girl's going to die. Like, this girl is not going to live. And at that point, like, after you stop to talk to this woman, she's already going to be dead and it's going to be pointless. But after he already healed the woman, she said, all these people were doubting that God was going to be able to heal this little girl who was probably already dead by the time that they got there. And by the time that he ended up reaching Jairus' house, the little girl was dead. But that's okay because, oh, and also I want to mention this girl was 12 years old, which is a little crazy because the woman was also, um, had, was bleeding for 12 years. So it's kind of super cool, but Jesus is always cool like that. But anywho, the little girl was dead and Jesus put hands on her and said like, you know, in Jesus name, you're going to be raised back to life. And this girl literally went from dead to alive. And it's just, it's so crazy because, I mean, me personally, I've never seen someone be raised from the dead, but I know it's possible just because God is a God of patience. He's a God of healing. And um, Jesus is so kind, which brings me into my next one, which is kindness and goodness. I kind of go hand in hand. Jesus is a kind God. He cares for the little things in life. And I'm so excited to talk about this because I've been like waiting for a time to talk about it. And I think it's right now is just a good time to talk about it. So I had a car named Druggy. Druggy was a freaking icon. Okay. Druggy was a very interesting car. It had a little bit of problems. You know, it was older than I was, but it got me to different places. Not going to complain. Um, but I was really just like crying and this is kind of weird to say, but I was crying. because I was like, I, was, I really, really want a new car. Like God, please, please provide like an opportunity for me to get a new car. And the next day, and I'm just like, I knew that Jesus cared about it, but the next day I just couldn't help but cry because um, I ended up getting a car the very next day. And I've been praying about this for a little over two years now, but it was just something that just reminded me how kind God is. Like the little things in life is just so sweet and so kind. There's little things like God knows that I love flowers and maybe sometimes he'll just be like, oh my gosh, there's some, oh my gosh, wait, no, I have the perfect example. Okay. Sorry, I'm rambling. Maybe this is a little bit interesting, but maybe not. One of my favorite things in the entire world is four leaf clovers. And it's something because, um, God just shows me them all the time. And I know some people have like those little God wings. Like you see numbers, like my mom sees the numbers one, four, three all the time. I know some people see like three, 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 one, 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 you know, like God has different ways of speaking to you. Um, but four leaf clovers is one of the main ways. So sorry. I keep getting text messages again. Um, but four leaf clover is like God knows like maybe I'm having a, um, oh, I'm so sorry guys, please ignore. Um, I'm like, I'll be having a bad day and God will be like, all right, look at the ground, like have patience, like just take, t- take time and pray. And then just look at the ground and he'll always show me four leaf clovers, five leaf clovers, six. Okay. This story is really irrelevant, but like, again, I'm just saying God is so good. He's so kind. He cares for who you are, for what you care about. God gives us desires in our hearts knowing that we want to complete those. And he's the one that gives us those desires. Every single person is made for a different type of creativity, for a different type of purpose. And it's not like we created that. Like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, Hannah, I want you to become a broadcaster and start a podcast because that's what I want to do. Nope. That's actually not at all what I want to do, but, um, having a great time with it. But Jesus was the one that was like, Hannah, you have this desire. And I put this desire in your heart for the purpose of serving me, for like when I say me, I mean Jesus, for the purpose of serving him, he has given us so much creativity and so much life and freedom in being able to choose, but also like giving us a desire. So if you have those dreams, keep dreaming, keep dreaming, keep dreaming bigger than you even expect because God always exceeds those expectations. And I could talk about that for hours. That'll be a whole different thing. Um, next one is gentleness. I love using the word gentle for Jesus because, um, 
God is a powerful God, but at the same time, he is so gentle. Um, In the Bible specifically, it talks about how we have to have faith like children. And Jesus loved children. Jesus loves kids. And um, he's just so gentle because a lot of times I feel like for most people, the first thing they think of when they think of God or Jesus is, oh, he's so powerful. He has the authority and he does. That is an aspect of God that is so important. But also Jesus is a God of gentleness. He loves his people. He loves the people around him. He wants um, everyone else to radiate the love that he wants to give to everyone else. He already does give to everyone else. So when you feel at like really hardship about something, and I keep bringing this up, but ask God for just his gentle spirit because he will always give you um, what you ask for when you ask for spiritual gifts because he's just, he's a gracious God. He's a God of gentleness and you guys know what gentle means? He's gentle and it's pretty, pretty cool because it's not something you think about all the time, but I just love using that word and that attribute for him. Okay, the next one is faithfulness and faithfulness is something that's kind of self-spoken, I guess. Um, Sorry, I'm just, I'm all over the place right now. Faith is something where like, if you didn't, if you, how am I going to word this? If you knew everything that you want to know, if you knew all the answers to all the questions that you have, there would be no reason to have faith in the Lord. And God is faithful to his people. Um, Again, I keep bringing up the verse, he never leaves nor forsakes us. But that is something that goes along with just his at, like, His attributes shine so brightly when you mention that verse, especially his faithfulness, because God is not a God that's going to leave us. He will never leave us astray. He will never leave you astray. When you feel like you're in that situation with that girlfriend or boyfriend and you're like, oh my gosh, like I just feel so alone right now. Know that Jesus is there. Know that his will is stronger than the will that you are going to ever have. And it's pretty crazy to think about, but it's so real. God never leaves his people. The The places where you feel so dark and lonely and stressed out and anxious and depressed and just feeling like you have no reason to live any longer, I want to promise you that God is faithful to his word. He keeps his promises um, and he will never back down of the things that he says he's going to do. And that goes for you and that goes for your situation that you're in. Um, I speak that over you right now in Jesus name, whoever's listening. Um, I know the feeling of unworthiness. I know the feeling of anxiety and know the feeling of depression, but God is never there. Um, and he's, or I'm not, gonna, I was going to say something, but that doesn't make any sense. God will never leave you. He never has, and he, he won't ever do it because he loves his people and he is faithful to the words that he says. He says he's going to stay. He's going to stay. He says he's going to give you that joy and that grace. All you got to do is ask him for it, and he's going to be faithful to his word. He never breaks a promise. I mean, promises to me are really important because when someone breaks a promise, I'm just like, oh, well, you know, that kind of brings the character of him, but that also brings the character of Jesus. He promises us these things and he's never going to break it. He's never going to break that promise. Okay. The next one is probably the one that I have to work out the most. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, is self-control and self-control is just something so hard because we have all these opinions and we have these things that we want for ourselves. And then when someone wrongs us or does things that are kind of just like really crappy and you're like, what the heck? Like, why am I, ugh, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to have self-control in this situation? I can promise you that God is a God of self-control. Jesus had a lot of self-control. I can tell you right now, if I was put in the situations that Jesus was put, Jesus was put in, I would not be able to handle it the same way he would, he did because he just had that self-control. Like when um, Jesus went, there's something called fasting and fasting is basically like being in strong prayer for something specific and you give up 
something. A lot of times it's food, and when you fully fast, you just don't eat for a certain amount of time. But you can fast things like social media, you know, I don't know, friends. Like, you can fast pretty much anything. But anywho, Jesus fasted for 40 days, so he didn't have any food or water for 40 days. And um, when he was in the middle of that, he still had those temptations, and Satan knew that. So Satan came up to him and was like, oh, blah, 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 be tempted with this, be tempted with that. And Jesus was like, oh my gosh, uh, nope, because read the word of God. That's not exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm not going to do it because I have the self-control and self-control is so hard for me. I, I really don't know. The first thing I think of when I think of self-control is my mom in the doctor's office, like a long time ago. Like I was probably like four or five, maybe probably around that age. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was being really impatient. My mom was like, have some self-control. Like my mom was always being like, have some self-control. But I'm like, it is so much easier said than done because I lack that so much. But again, Jesus is everything self-control. He's the one that created self-control. Self-control is the thing that he does the best. He is the best at self-control. And it's just, it's really cool because I am not good at that, but it's great to think that the Lord who is in charge of everything has that self-control. And again, with the whole driving situation, I need some more self-control than that. But that's just the attributes of Jesus. So the fruits of the Spirit are things that you're going to see when you find someone who maybe loves the Lord or you find those attributes of Jesus. And I just want to say that Jesus wants a personal relationship with you. And this is just talking to every single person. So if you're listening, know that Jesus longs for that relationship with you. It's not about religion. It's not about rules. Yes, there are guidelines, but they're, I mean, God gives us the free will to do whatever we want. That's why we're created. That's why we do sin. But at the same time, these guidelines are just to protect us, but they're not rules. God is not a God of rules. He is a God of openness and relationship, and he wants a relationship with you. God was such a relatable, relatable, I guess that's the word, relatable person when he was on earth. He had friends. He had the disciples, but he also reached out to people who he may not have had anything in common with. And that's just because he is a God of all these amazing attributes. He is a God of love. He is a God that wants to bring joy and peace and patience and kindness to everyone else around him. And the gentleness and self-control, he wants these things for his people because he cares about them and he cares about you. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want to, maybe you have questions about it. Maybe you don't want to start one right now, but maybe you have questions about it. Please reach out to me. I would love to have coffee with you or maybe just have a phone call or maybe just like text me about it. I want to reach out to you because this is something that I am so passionate about. And I told you guys that, um, Not every podcast is going to be super deep, but when I'm talking about something that I'm like, that is so important to me like this, I just think that, um, it's so important to realize how deep it is and how loving he is and how much he wants you and desires you. Y'all, the Lord desires relationship with you. It's not just the person around you. It's not the person that you think is perfect because reality check, no one's perfect, no, 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 whatever. So no one's perfect. He wants a relationship with you because that's who he is. He wants that longing for his child. He wants that longing for his son. He wants that longing for his daughter. If you feel like you don't have a good relationship with people, go to Jesus. He is the best friend that I've never had. You know what I mean? He's the, he's the person that I've talked to that I've never had now that I've never had. That's just, that's an example. Like if you don't have a good family life, he is a family that you've never had. So please go talk to him. Talk to me if you want to reach out. I would love to talk to you about it. But there's one, there's a few verses that I um, picked out, and these are just attributes of God. These just kind of show God's character. And I'm going to start with Psalm 145, 17. It says, 
the Lord is just in all ways, merciful in all his works. And we don't think about God as a God being of justice because we're like, oh, someone wronged me. I guess it's, that's just how it is. Wrong. God is always a God of just. And he had justice on his people throughout the entire Bible. God will always have justice. He will always be on your side when you're doing things for him. So I just want to remind you of that because it's super cool and we don't think about that very often. But he is a God of justice and he loves his people and he's going to protect his people. Next verse. Lamentations 3 verse 22 and 23. The Lord's acts of mercy are not exhausted. His compassion is not spent. They are renewed each morning. Great is your faithfulness. God's love and God's joy and everything about him renews every morning. So ask him for that renewal of, you know, whatever you want, ask him for it because he is a merciful God. He is a God who loves mercy. He is a God who takes mercy on him or else we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be able to have the opportunity to have um, that relationship with him if he wasn't a God of grace and a God of mercy. I can tell you right now, I am far from perfect. And if he didn't have mercy on me, I'd probably be dead right now. That's a little bit, maybe an exaggeration, but not really. Um, so God is just a God of mercy. And I just wanted to speak to those who maybe don't have a relationship with Jesus. It's never too late to start over. It is never too late to give your life to him. And that's not to mean that you can't have fun. I have a great time, y'all. I I was telling someone the other day, I can't remember um, who I was talking to. Maybe it was like Luke or something, but I was like talking about how there's like two different sides of me, but it's they're both the same person, obviously. I'm the same person, but like there's a really loud, extroverted, funny, crazy side of me um, who's, you know, always doing something. But there's also the side of me where like I want to have a serious conversation about Jesus because Jesus has all of those values um, that we all share. And I don't know, it's just, it's so crazy to think that God loves every side of you. Um, so I just want to speak to those who don't have a relationship with him. You can have fun. I have a great time. I have a loud time. It's It's been fun. Um, but also just I think that knowing the peace and having the peace of God is just far greater than any worldly satisfaction that you may have for a few days, maybe in a few years or a few seconds, you know. Um, I was talking to someone about this last week and they were just, these two girls, they were just kind of talking to me about like, well, I felt the peace of God for the very first time and it was really crazy and I wanted to feel that forever, but it's hard to go back into that peace of God when we're surrounded by the world. But that's the thing. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be an easy thing. Is there times when I'm tempted? tempted to do things that I know aren't right for me, of course, that's something that's going to happen to every single person, no matter who you are. You're going to be tempted with those hard things. And chances are you're probably going to give into that. But that's okay, because God is a God of mercy. He is a God of grace. But also the peace that surpasses all understanding is so, it's just far greater than the things that you're going to feel that satisfy you for a little bit of time. So, so many attributes of Jesus. I could talk about it forever. And, um, there's just so much. Okay. So that's just, that's going to be the end of like the Jesus talk about this podcast. All right. So I've, we talked about attributes of God. So crazy. So cool. Also want to mention that I am trying to find like the best routine to like film this podcast and 
you know, post it in the times. I think I'm going to try posting on Fridays. I have people throughout the week like, when's your next podcast? Guys, I really am trying. I like, I suck so bad at like timing. Like that's like the worst thing I need to work on is I overcommit myself and I'm working on that right now. Like saying no, I'm such a bad person. I, it's so hard for me to say no to things. So just know I'm trying to get them out every Friday or around every Friday. Um, I just have to have fine to time, find time to film the podcast, then do things about that. But Anywho, that's the whole spiel about that. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, It was kind of a deeper one and I'm okay with that because a lot of people need to hear the deep stuff because I want to be honest. I want to be truthful. I want to be the things that people probably aren't going to hear from everyone else. So with that being said, if it's not your thing, that's okay. It doesn't have to be your thing. But if you do have questions, I would love for you to reach out to me because I know that every single person has doubted or questioned their faith no matter what religion you are no matter um what family you grew up in faith or doubting your faith is something that's going to come naturally because we can't be our parents we can't be the people that we hang out with at some point we have to decide for ourselves what's best for me and what am I going to choose to live how am I going to choose to live what am I going to you know, what am I going to believe in? So it's about personal conviction. It's about personal faith. And I'm just so excited that you guys are here. So I'm just can't say it enough. With that being said, um, follow me on Instagram. It's Hannah Liz Humble or sit down, be humble pod. I would love to get to talk to you. So please DM me. If you have my number, reach out to me, text me. I want to get to know you. I want to have coffee with you. I, um, I just, I want to know everything about you. If you need something to talk about, if you need prayer, know that I'm here, know that I'm with you and for you. Um, God is with you and for you. He will never leave and forsake you. With that being said, get ready for next week's podcast because it's going to be super fun. It's going to be energized and I'm just so excited. So I'll see you next time.